0: well good morning everybody I what I hear you saying is what is he doing up there again that's what I hear you cry it's Blame Dave I think I'm still in the lead for a number of talks this year aren't I They don't want to choose the worst ones (laughs) over and over again. But anyway, there you go. I'm here. And you've got to listen to it. Well, you haven't got to, of course. Um, Sermon on the Mount, we're on to... um, I think it's the fourth one in Sermon on the Mount. Um, um, It's been really good to look through those words of Jesus again. Um, We live in an age... Of virtue signalling, don't we? Have you noticed how many people do a bit of the old virtue signalling? Wanting people to think, what a, good, what a good boy am I? Or good girl? I mean, I'm, I'm not mentioning any names, but I did hear of a very famous Formula One racing driver who's now come out and said he wholeheartedly supports just stop oil. And yet, he drives a very large and high-powered car around a track and flies all over the world using lots of aviation spirit, which is derived from oil. And so much virtue signaling amongst our uh, celebrities, politicians, perhaps even our brothers and sisters, I don't know. I think a lot of virtue signaling nowadays comes from The fact that, by and large, these people in the the limelight have rejected God. But there's this desire in them to be good. I want to be good. I want to be thought of as being good. Instead of looking at the obvious, God is good, God is love, God makes us a new person, they try and find all kinds of other ways of putting in how good they are. And in fact, they believe they're so right sometimes that any opposition or a contrary view is treated with contempt, scorn, antagonism, or cancellation. This is the the world we live in at the moment. Um, But each one of us likes to be seen as good. We like to get that, that affirmation that we're, we're good, we're good people. And also we like, that, like to have that affirmation that we're really good people with the, with the minimum of effort from ourselves. We don't really want to actually have to do anything much, but we still want people to think we're good. There were a group of people in the Bible who... Wanted, them, wanted to look good. And Jesus spoke about them in the Sermon on the Mount. And these people were called Pharisees. They wanted to look good. And of course, people around the time thought the Pharisees were a group of wonderful people. They were respectable. They were religious. They knew pretty well what, everything that was needed to be known. They were the Pharisees. In fact, they wanted to be top dogs with very little effort. Sort of of the minimalist school of religiosity. And they wanted to justify their actions. Well, Jesus was quite critical of this viewpoint the Pharisees' viewpoint, he was very critical of this judgment of others. So I'm going to put on the screen now the text that we've got for today, or the the passage. You have heard it said, Eye for an eye, tooth for tooth. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek then turn to them with the other cheek also. If you want to sue, if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Give to the one who asks you and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. You've heard it said, love your neighbor. And hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. That you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good. And sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, then what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your own people... What are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that. Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. And if we go back a little bit in the same chapter, Jesus says these words. I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you certainly will not enter the kingdom of heaven. So Jesus is quite critical. He says, you've got to be better than the people who set themselves up as authorities. You see, the Pharisees did wonderful things, they thought. They were good, hard-working people. They were leaders. They were held in high regard. They were very committed to God. They were committed to the Jewish community. They took the Word of God seriously. In fact, they took it so seriously that the law that Jesus, that sorry, that God gave back out there in the desert on the mountain, wasn't enough. They needed to add to that, put a whole set of extra laws. This is the trouble sometimes with law. We have a law, and we find that actually people look for a loophole and try and get round the law some way. So what we do is we bring another law in, and that thing is going to stop it. And then. The clever people who think things through, the lawyers, the legal beagles, they look through it and they find another loophole. So you need another law after that. The person who knows the law the best is the the evil one, the devil. He knows the law. I mean, he's got no respect for it, but he knows the law. And that's what he keeps accusing you of breaking the law. He says to you, "God didn't really say this, did he? What he really meant was this, that, or the other." And you've had that; those thoughts. We justify ourselves at the same time, being of the Pharisaic minimalist school of, you know, trying to be virtuous. The laws brought in; they brought so many laws in. Here's one of the laws they brought in: that the. the um, now you had there were two sorts of chickens. Now I don't know if anybody's going to have chicken for their lunch or dinner tonight. But there were the egg-laying chickens and then there were the chickens who were ra- that were raised for meat, for eating. Now on the Sabbath day, you were not allowed to have an egg laid by an egg-laying chicken because that was doing its work. But a, a chicken that was being raised for meat, if it happened to lay an egg, you could eat that egg because that wasn't its work. That was just like a little bonus Likewise, if you had the egg-laying chickens and you wanted a a Sabbath day lunch, you couldn't eat one of the meat ones, but you could eat one of the egg-laying ones because that wasn't its job. On the Sabbath day, you couldn't even spit because that was seen as digging a hole in the ground. That's work. So the the Pharisees brought in all sorts of laws just to, to try and get round what God had said. And that is prime virtue signaling. And yet, what does, what does God show us in the parable? Jesus shows us in the parable of the Pharisee. So, it talks about two men going to the temple to pray. The Pharisee goes up there and he makes a big scene. He makes a big virtue signaling prayer. He stood by himself and he prayed, God, I thank you that I am not like the other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers. Sorry, I'm not pointing to anyone in particular there. Or even the likes of this tax collector. I fast twice a week and I give a tenth of all I get But the tax collector stood by himself. He wasn't in a prominent position. He was over in the corner somewhere. Stood by himself and he said He wouldn't even look up to heaven, it says. Stood at a distance. He beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And Jesus then said, Which one was the one who was pleasing God? And it wasn't the one who was virtue signaling. You see, rules, following rules, and thinking you're doing a jolly good job, you're a wonderful person, that's useless. And people who take a pharisaical point of view think that that's the way that they can get to heaven. That's the principle. Jesus goes on and he, he applies that principle. And we've we've been through it over the last weeks. Jesus says each time, you have heard that it is said. And then he comes out with some quotation from, from the Old Testament. And that is what the Pharisees, the minimalistic do-gooders, have as their, we've just got to follow this rule and everything's fine. And then he says, But I say, you've heard it said, and this is the kingdom answer. This is what Jesus was providing, the kingdom of God. And he was not giving these these things that make you look good. But this gives the humble, the kingdom approach that I'm no good. I can't do it. But Jesus can do it. And he is perfect. And then we've been through the, all these things. and then We're on to sort of a couple, the last two here. We looked at murder. And, you know, the, the, the pharisaic minimalist way is, no, I've never actually killed anybody. I haven't killed anyone. But Jesus said, if you look at somebody with such hatred and contempt, you know, looks could kill... You're as good as guilty. You are guilty. And the same thing went, you know, with, with adultery. Well, I haven't. Well, wait a minute. Hold on a minute. If I'm not married and someone else is married, how far should I go? And, you know, I've actually committed adultery, the loop, looking for the loophole, the minimalist stuff. And Jesus said, if you've looked at somebody and lusted after somebody, then you've committed adultery. And then divorce. You know, in the Old Testament, you could just give your wife a a little message and say, by the way, I've divorced you, and that's it. End of story. You can marry someone, and Jesus says, no. That's not the way. And then oaths, swearing oaths. But the ones we're looking at today are the last two. Justice, and this is the eye for the eye thing. And Jesus says, you've heard it said, eye for eye, tooth for tooth. But Jesus, I think I need to go back to the... Here we go. I should have put this in again, shouldn't I? One more. Don't resist an evil person. Somebody comes at you, What you must not do is retaliate in the same way. And listen, if anybody tries to tell you that all religions are the same, by the way, they've caused all the fighting and all the strife in the world, it's all because of religion. You can tell them it's not true. And all religions are not the same. And what Jesus is saying is, you don't retaliate. You don't go for the revenge. You don't strike out in the same way as you've been wronged. You have to try, as a, as a child of God, you must try and find that reconciliation. You've got to try and build that bridge with the person who's, who's injured you, who's harmed you. We don't look for retribution, we look for reconciliation. And I'll put myself in harm's way to try and patch things up, to try and build a relationship again. And that's the difference between a Pharisee, a minimalist, and a kingdom person. And it says also, if anyone wants wants to sue you, take your shirt, give them the coat as well. And again, if anyone forces you to go one mile, this is where the saying, go the extra mile comes from. A Roman soldier, because don't forget, Israel was an occupied nation at that time. The Romans were in there, in charge. And a Roman soldier could come up to anybody and just say, Hey, you carry this. And you had to obey. You had to go for one mile. You had to do it. You had no choice in the matter. And if you, you know, what Jesus is saying here is they can make you go one mile. And after that, you can put the stuff down and you can go your own way. And Jesus says, Take it two miles, take it on again, take it further. And that's what makes our belief, our faith, different. That's because our God is different. Our God is, is not any, you know, false God. Our God is the one true God, the creator of this world, this universe. And then he goes on to this other thing. Love your neighbor and hate your enemy. That's what you heard it said. That's what you were being told. Love your neighbour. Hate your enemy. If your enemy's someone to be despised, someone to be, someone to go against, that is the Pharisaical view. Jesus says, "Love your enemies. This is the kingdom way. And pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes the sun to rise on the evil." and the good, and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. So Jesus is saying, you need to love the unlovable. Most people say, yes, I love my, you know, my friends and the people I get on well with, and I'm, you know, but my enemies, the people who really wind me up, the people who you know, make my life a misery at work or at school, Jesus says, you've got to pray for them. If you just treat them with disdain, if you treat them with contempt, then you're no better than anybody else. You're no better than the Pharisees and the minimalists. So the question is, are you a kingdom person or are you a Pharisee? Do we love our enemies, or do we just dismiss them and call them names? Do we respect people, whether they're whatever category they're in, the people we don't naturally are, drawn, not, are not naturally drawn to? And, and one commentator put it like this: "In our hate, we murder. In our lust, we are adulterers." In our dismissiveness, we are divorcees. In our fakeness, we are oath-breakers. In our unforgiveness, we don't turn the other cheek. In our stubbornness, we don't show love. We're a failure. We've blown it. And we're driven back to God. But Jesus went to the cross He was murdered. He was hated. He was rejected. Hung on a cross with nails through his hands. And he doesn't lust after us. He loves us. With such an intensity, he's willing to die for us. Jesus has been talking about divorce. And Jesus says to us, I won't divorce you. I will not divorce you. I won't treat you like so many other people who take you on and treat you badly. Even if you set leave your sight, let your sight of me go, I won't let my sight of you go. And Jesus came into the world and he took the maximum penalty there was. Death rejected by God on the cross he says my God my God why have you forsaken me because God had turned his back on his only son he asked that that question on the cross and yet he still says on the cross father forgive them they don't know what they're doing Jesus went to the cross and he died because he loves all of you people here. He died for us. They need to be cleansed and forgiven. And we we have been because we've accepted Jesus as our Savior. We've accepted the cleansing and the healing that he gives us. I'm coming to renew them. That's what God says to us. I want to renew you. I want to rebuild you. I want you to be different from the others. And Jesus said, I'm willing to go to the cross for the likes of you. And so I just pray that we will listen to what Jesus said. You have heard it said, but I say, are we going to be the minimalist Pharisees who want to look good, who want to look respectable, who want to be acclaimed, who want that, you know, oh, they're jolly good people. Or do we want to be kingdom people? People who don't do what the world does. People who will be criticized. People who will be have their names dragged through the mud. Because that's what Jesus says we have to do. I'm going to just pray now and then I'm going to finish and hand back to Sharon. Heavenly Father, just thank you for that sermon that Jesus gave on the mount. The sermon that turns so much on its head. The sermon that completely demolishes all the structures of this world to show that there is the way of the kingdom or as the way of the minimalist, the way of the Pharisee. Lord, we won't always look good. We'll be criticized for what we say and for what we believe. We will be rejected and we'll be persecuted, Father. But we will be people that you want people who Jesus went to the cross to save. Father, I pray that we would just look to Jesus for our example. I pray that you would rebuild us, make us into the kingdom people that you describe here. People who go the extra mile. People who love and pray for our enemies. Father, that we are a different people. Father, Your way is completely different from every other religion. Father, you are the true God. We thank you for sending Jesus to be our Savior. I pray that you would make us the people you want us to be. We ask it in Jesus' name.